Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Feisty, fearless and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. An indictment imminent against the former president, Donald Trump. It looks like it is right on the horizon. The Department of Justice informing the former president, according to multiple reports, that he is the criminal target of an investigation and likely to be indicted imminently. So we're going to take your calls tonight as to what you think is ahead. Do you think, obviously, it looks like it's going to be tied to maybe obstruction of justice, tied to these alleged classified documents, which the president says he declassified, and he can because he is the president. And boy, is this just a sign of political persecution. I mean, this is coming on the heels of what happened with Bragg, and now we're seeing yet this. He is racking up indictments. And I just have one question tonight. What happened with the investigation of President Biden and the classified documents? Where is that investigation? We know that there's supposed to be a special counsel who's investigating that, but we haven't heard anything. What about the documents that were in the garage where Hunter was fixing the engine? And remember also at the Penn Biden Center And remember also at University of Delaware, what about all of those places? We haven't heard diddly squat about any of those things tied to President Biden. We haven't heard anything tied to Hunter Biden yet in terms of just investigations for small things. And, oh, yeah, we're looking into this, not handing over the documents either. That doesn't seem to be happening yet. And they're about to find the current FBI director in contempt. So while there's been stonewalling and delays and all these problems tied to the Biden family, hearing nothing on that end, it seems like they can't wait to rack up another indictment against President Trump. What is your reaction that now we are hearing at any moment, potentially, there could be an indictment again tied to President Trump and this one tied to the classified documents I mean, you think about they went down there to Mar-a-Lago, guns blazing. Again, he was the president of the United States when he received those documents. The president is allowed to look at them. The president is allowed to review them. And yet they handle it that way. And you compare it to the way they've handled President Biden. President Biden, by all accounts, they say that they discovered the documents right before the election, right before the midterms. And what a surprise. We didn't hear about it until months later. And I don't remember. Did I miss something of when they were maybe going in with guns blazing 
at the uh, garage where the Corvette is? Would did they send potentially guns blazing uh, or FBI agents, you know, uh, looking like they were, you know, going in at the OK Corral at the Penn Biden Center? I didn't see that either. I didn't see it at any of these locations at Rehoboth Beach. Why is there such a double standard? And to me, if this happens, this to me is such a stunning and sad development and to me really deeply shows the politicization that is now in our Justice Department. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina on line one. Mike, your thoughts about this? Well, Rita, it's great to be the lead-off batter. I'm usually the number two batter. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's amazing. It's a double standard, like you said. Uh, you know, Trump could be indicted, and look what the Democrats are doing, right? Joe Biden and Hunter, I mean, they're playing a game. Uh, the the uh, They don't even, you know, acknowledge the Democrats. Oh, no, it's, it's got to be a mistake. Let's point the finger at Trump. Let's go after the Republicans. Let's go after the elephants. And the donkeys are getting a little, you know, out of control like they always do, right? Yeah, you know, and so, but this to me is much more than a little out of control, don't you think, Mike? I mean, this is beyond that. Yeah, I, I minimize what I said that. <clears throat> like you said, guns are blazing. I think some of the documents that they have on, you know, uh, convenient amnesia, Hunter Biden, you know, uh, it's probably near the little red Corvette. And he always hides Joe Biden. He doesn't even know what, what state he's in. He's in a, uh, a state of confusion. And it's unbelievable I've never seen in my 69 years, uh, you know, an exhibition of uh, a phony politician, a shakedown artist, a supposedly scammed father, son, and whatever the family members, a minimum of $10 million. But, you know, Chucky Schumer is, is the band leader, and he's orchestrating this whole thing. And another thing, you know, it's amazing to me that Barack Obama is a billionaire. How could that be? He's a shakedown artist, too. And he's, you know, living in D.C., and he's whispering in the ear of the incompetent, mentally uh, incapable Biden. It's it's just a double standard to the nth degree, Rita. Yeah, it is, by the way, for sure. And what a sad testament that it is, Mike, that at this point, here we have the sitting president of the United States, essentially, as John Katsimatidis, my co-host on Katz and Cosby, always so eloquently describes here you have the sitting president, and yet uh, he is basically having the DOJ politicized to go after his lead opponent because there's no doubt that President Trump is the lead opponent on the other side. Right now, he is leaps and bounds. He is the front runner, 1,000% in the GOP side, and he is so far ahead. And this is something you expect in sort of a banana republic. America absolutely deserves better. Uh, Mike, thank you so, so much. Let's go to Alice in Ohio. Alice, your thoughts. Hi. Well, why doesn't someone go out after uh, Obama? How do you spell politics? I think Obama has been directing this and, and since all along. This is disgusting. They want to take us down the road to communism. They want to. They want to control us. 
It's going to make Trump more popular, though. Yeah, you know what? Know. That that's what I'm wondering, Alice. If if indeed, you know, it seems like every indictment. Look, right after Bragg, um, when he uh, had the indictment, and remember, uh, he couldn't wait to basically push that case against him. And so, right after that particular case, Bragg basically uh, thought, okay, oh, I'm going after Trump. And then Trump skyrocketed in the polls. Do you think in this case it will be the same thing, or do you think this is going to be different? I think it's going to be the same. But another thing, too, any Republican that is nominated in the end, people wake up, vote for them, put the Republicans back in office. Well, because somebody's got to clean up the place, Alice. Yes, My goodness. Yeah. You know, we need a big uh, a big sweeper. We do, because this is scary. I have never been so afraid for my country. Never. I, I never thought I would live to see this. I never thought. I, I never thought. I'm older than you think I am, than you may think I am. I n- never thought this could happen to the United States of America. Yeah, and that's, and you know, Alice, that's how I feel too. I am sad because to me, it doesn't feel by any means fair justice. Uh, We haven't heard peep about the Biden side. And and the thought of going after a political opponent with a very politicized, you know, DOJ, uh, Merrick Garland has just shown to be so politicized. I never thought in my lifetime that this would happen. This is what happens, you know. Uh, you think about it in, uh, you know, some third world African country or in uh, Venezuela or wherever, you know, some banana place where you go, wait a minute, you know, uh, this doesn't happen in our great country. And and it saddens me, Alice, too. I feel the same way you do. It, it's like it is stunning. And you could tell Trump is furious. I mean, he's been all over Truth Social saying just what an outrage this is, um, how over the top this is. And he has a right to. And the fact that we haven't even heard, I don't even know if the special counsel pretending to look into Joe Biden has done anything. Uh, they seem to have given him a free pass. And, and yet, uh, the and that was documents, by the way, Alice, too, from going back to when he was senator. I mean, these were documents that went back decades that he never should have had. If you're a senator, you never should have been able to leave with documents, uh, let alone vice president, not when he was president. I mean, that's the irony. Even on the face of it, it is so much more serious. Your thoughts? The creatures who are causing this and bringing this about wouldn't be in the position they're in if it wasn't for the American way. And they're 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 going at they're going at every fundamental thing that we stand for. I it's hard to watch the news. It's people wake up. Absolutely. Wake up, because we're losing. We're losing the greatest country in the world. I, I don't know how else to say it, Rita. Yeah, it's, it's upsetting. It it's, is. It's so upsetting. Yes, I've lived in other parts of the world. This is the best world, best country in the world. We we've got everything, and they're taking it away from us. And it, what disturbs me is someone who says there's just people just sit in the on the sidelines. And watch and say, well, someone else will take care of it. No. They're letting people in who we don't know who they are. That We all know that. They're, they're taking, they're giving to them, taking away from us. Our children are suffering. 
of not getting a good education, where does it end? Yeah, it is. It is disturbing. Well, that's why uh, we just have to do most importantly what is best for this country and bring in people who care about protecting this country. Alice, thank you very, very much. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Listening to the Rita Cosby Show, the feds have informed, apparently, according to multiple reports, that President Trump is a target and likely to be indicted almost immediately. As there are also reports that the Department of Justice rebuffed prosecutorial misconduct claims and did not seem swayed by the arguments that the 45th president and his legal team, because it was his legal team that met with special counsel Jack Smith earlier this week, that the special counsel did not seem swayed by whatever they presented. Uh, And by the way, that is typical, especially when you're dealing with somebody high profile like the former president of the United States. Typically, they would get notice that an indictment is coming, that you are the target, Uh, that something is abreast, you would have to also be working with basically lawyer to lawyer to decide if there's a mutual time for a surrender, um, if it got to that, um, where they would decide to indict, because obviously at that point that means that somebody would actually be booked. There would be all these layers to it. But because it is a high-profile individual, it would be, hey, let's try to work something out. And that's why typically there are discussions like this, but it is looking much more likely that an indictment could come any moment now against the former president of the United States. Add this on to, of course, what happened in New York with Alvin Bragg and now this one coming from the feds. This is the special counsel again, Jack Smith, who was appointed. What a surprise by Merrick Garland. By the way, this also comes as now the field for the GOP presidential side. Of course, Trump is leading by just, you know, droves, enormous lead. Uh, The next one, of course, is DeSantis. And then in most polls, sort of Pence is number three, but he's a distant third if you look at the polls. Even DeSantis is a distant second. But here is Mike Pence just a little bit ago because now he has thrown his name into the ring, uh, making the crowd, the field, even more crowded Here is Mike Pence making the announcement a few hours ago. This country has been so good to my my family, and I've been honored to serve it. We both have. And it would be easy to stay on the sidelines. That's not how I was raised. I've long believed that to whom much is given, much will be required. That's why today, before God and my family... I'm announcing that I'm running for president of the United States of America. And he also took some swipes at the former president. Take a listen. Remember, Trump was his boss, and this is what he had to say, speaking quite a bit, making a reference, of course, to January 6th. 
I believe that anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be President of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put them over the Constitution should never be President of the United States again. Wow, it is going to get heated because you've got Chris Christie coming after President Trump, and now you've got Mike Pence who is praising Trump and his policies. In fact, in his ad, he's like, oh, the uh, Trump-Biden, Trump-Pence administration, and basically saying this is what we accomplished, this is what we did. He is very much taking a cue and taking credit for being a part of a winning team and winning policies economically and foreign policy, border for sure. You can think of a lot of things that were good under the Trump-Pence administration. But... He also is clearly also gunning for his former boss and clearly knows that he has to take some sort of a dent and he has to do something to separate himself from the former president. And here is President Trump not too long ago, still stands by what he did on January 6th. And also, by the way, at this point, Pence hadn't gotten into the race, so he was a little bit milder on Pence. I like Mike Pence very much. He's a very fine man. He's a very nice man. He made a mistake. His lawyer said, you cannot move. I called him the human conveyor belt. I said, even if the votes, you mean, I talked to his lawyer, even if the votes are absolutely fraudulent, he can't say, yes, sir, he can't say that. And the Democrats played it and the rhinos played it. And then the election was over. They told him he couldn't do it. And Mike said to me, I can't do it. The lawyers told me he can't do it. They can't do it. But the lawyers were wrong because right after the election, They all met, the rhinos and the Democrats, and they worked out a plan to make sure that future vice presidents don't do what I said you could do. So he still maintains it. By the way, it'll be interesting to see now that Pence is in the arena and now that he is taking swipes, uh, you know you're going to hear back from President Trump at any moment responding to at least the fresh allegations coming from now the current GOP presidential candidate, Mike Pence. Much more after the break, everybody. And also we have our Back the Blue. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great men and women in uniform A powerful story coming from Utah where two city police officers there in Utah had to shoot out a window and pulled an unconscious 12-year-old girl out of a submerged car in a Utah reservoir. A daring operation led by police officers resulted in the life-saving rescue of a 12-year-old girl trapped in a sinking vehicle at the Settlement Canyon Reservoir. It all started when an unexpected turn of events happened on Saturday afternoon. A vehicle carrying a child veered off into the reservoir. A boy and a woman had escaped from the vehicle that rolled into the reservoir before police arrived, yet the vehicle quickly sank, leaving a 12-year-old girl trapped inside. Luckily, police were urgently called to the scene, and they came very quickly. They plunged into the reservoir 
and they reached the vehicle. Then they were not able to get into it, so they finally had to shoot out one of the windows, and they were able to get the girl out of the car, though she was unconscious and not breathing at that point. Once on shore, the officers immediately initiated CPR, and by the time paramedics arrived, she had begun breathing, although she still remained unconscious. Uh, The girl's survival, however, is likely to be very, very good. She was declared stable a few hours ago and is said to be doing much better. This is an amazing feat, uh, and it was very much thanks to the immediate response of law enforcement and those that quickly got there on the scene and were able to shoot out the window. Uh, By the way, the police chief in that area stated that without the officer's prompt actions, the girl's chances of survival would have absolutely been slim. What a powerful story and a great reminder of our terrific men and women in blue who do dramatic rescues, saving so many lives every single day. Well, we are talking about the fact that there is big news. It looks like President Trump is on the verge of being indicted again. This time it is looking like it's going to be some sort of obstruction of justice charge tied to the classified document scandal. Now, what was interesting earlier today on Cats and Cosby at 5 o'clock with the great John Katzmatidis, I host that show with him, which I love doing every day, 5 to 6 on WABC Radio, uh, Judge Richard Weinberg brought up a good point, um, basically saying that there can't be obstruction if there's no underlying crime, that there has to be an underlying crime, and then you can obstruct if that underlying crime exists. In other words, if the president was allowed to have the documents, which presidents are, and if he can prove that, yeah, he was able to declassify them, and that was basically the policy that he's saying it is, then there really wasn't, quote, a crime. So was there obstruction of something that wasn't a crime? It's an interesting point, and it may just highlight what a reach this is coming from the Department of Justice. And this all comes, as I just brought up, that the former vice president for President Trump now has thrown his name into the ring to run for president on the GOP side. It's getting really crowded. Uh, Now you basically have a baker's dozen there, if you will. It's going to be a full stage. It's very much a reminder of what it was like in 2016. And Mike Pence wasted no time today, literally within hours afterwards, saying, you know what? Uh, He is going to go after President Trump and also talk about his actions or lack thereof, according to Mike Pence, on January 6th. Take a listen. January 6th was a tragic day in the life of our nation. But thanks to the courage of law enforcement, the violence was quelled, and we reconvened the Congress the very same day to complete the work of the American people under the Constitution of the United States. As I've said many times, on that fateful day, President Trump's words were reckless. They endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol. But the American people deserve to know that on that day, President Trump also demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. Now voters will be faced with the same choice. I chose the Constitution. So what do you make of him saying, yes, I'm very proud of a lot of the policies that I did with President Trump. 
Uh, obviously, it was a very successful administration, especially when you look compared to open borders now and so many of the other problems around the world. Uh, you look at all the issues. You look at the dismal Afghanistan withdrawal that happened under President Biden. There's a lot of things to talk about. And yet he will still say that there is a big difference in terms of January 6th and probably other areas as he goes forward. He knows he has to take on Trump. And also, by the way, Chris Christie certainly knows that, too, because he has thrown his name into the ring. He did that yesterday. So it's been a busy 24 hours on the GOP side. Also, by the way, the North Dakota governor, uh, I can't even remember his name, uh, but he has now thrown his name in. He was sort of a successful tech engineer. And now he has thrown his name into the race because people are wondering what could happen if Trump does get indicted again. And by the way, he might also get indicted uh, by Georgia, by the state of Georgia. That might be coming later this summer. So if he has a chock full of indictments, could that bog him down? Uh, Will that change his strategy? Will that hurt him in the polls right now? He looks resilient. He's so far ahead. But will it stay that way? We'll have to see. We don't know. So with all of these different factors, a lot of people are saying, hey, maybe things will shake up if something happens with Trump in terms of toppling on the race. Maybe it opens the door. Maybe DeSantis doesn't rise or rise enough. And maybe it opens the door. So that's what clearly a Pence is thinking. That's what a Christie's thinking. That's what a lot of them are thinking. And it's interesting, though, to see Pence sort of navigate that tightrope. Because on one hand, he wants to tout the excesses, the successes of Trump and the successes that he says of that administration. He was the only guy who was there. So he can certainly talk about a lot of these things. He was in the room during so many key decision times. And then yet on the other hand, he also has to differentiate himself. And clearly they had a difference over January 6th and how Pence should handle it. And so he has to kind of take it head on. And will people who are MAGA supporters, will those folks who are diehard Trump supporters, will they decide to stay with him if for some reason Trump leaves the race or gets out of the race, whatever happens? I don't see that happening. I see Trump going full steam ahead. But in that narrow chance, do you think that MAGA voters would go to Pence seeing him associated with Trump or There's a lot of people who feel so disenchanted with him because of the way he handled January 6th and separated from Trump on January 6th. And there are a number of individuals or some who think what he did was was the right thing. There are other people who have come forward and that are MAGA supporters and have not forgive not really forgiven him for that and feel angry towards that and may never vote for somebody like a Pence. And by the way, they may never vote for a Christie either because Christie obviously has also had his fallings out with President Trump on a number of levels. And just a little bit ago, Chris Christie was on with Brett Baer on Fox News, and he started taking it to Trump. Take a listen. He was uh, not as deft, not as uh, not as sort of uh, circuitous, if you will, as Pence was. He took it straight on. Take a listen. To all my Republican friends out there, I say, I'm tired of losing, and I know you are too. Um, 18, 20, 22. We've done a ton of losing, as you know. You've been covering it. Um, and this is the result of this is Joe Biden in the White House. It's led to the inflation we've had. It's led to not being respected around the world. It's led to an educational system that is removing parents from the system of teaching, helping to teach their children. Uh, these are all things that are wrong and are the results of Donald Trump's political failures. 
And in addition to that, then he went to the personality that he says is President Trump. This is definitely going to get under Trump's skin. He's a juvenile. He's a baby. Only children talk like that. He never said that about me when he offered me White House chief of staff. He never said that about me when he offered me Secretary of Homeland Security twice. Never said that about me when he offered me Secretary of Labor. I wasn't any of those things then. Look, the minute you speak out against him, Brett, you know what he does? He lashes back out like a child. And if you or I were raising that child, we'd send them to their room, not to the White House. Wow, that is a big blow. And you could tell that that is going to be the style of Chris Christie. The question is, he, again, may not even go mano a mano with Trump on the debate floor because President Trump told me and John Katsimatidis a couple of weeks ago that he may not debate, that if he feels he is so far ahead, there's really no upside to debating. So there may not be a moment where it can be a mano a mano. It may just be jabs on the campaign trail. And Trump already has taken a few swipes, as we know, at Governor Chris Christie. Here is what he said uh, just a little bit ago. This is a couple of days ago when he was on with Sean Hannity. Take a listen. I hear Chris Christie's coming in. He, he's at, he, was at, he was at 6% in New Jersey, which is, I love New Jersey, but 6% approval rating in New Jersey. What's the purpose? And he's, he's polling at zero. Wow. <laughs> and you know that that's mild for President Trump. Uh, he's going to have the nicknames swinging, and I'm sure he will have several nicknames for everybody. He already, of course, has a lot for, what is it, Ron DeSanctimonious. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ in Queens. BJ, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. Thanks for having me on. You know, um, I find it very interesting to listen to Mike Pence, who I like a lot. I have a lot of respect for. I, I met him one time. I thanked him for standing up for Right to Life. I think that's something that's a strong suit of his. Absolutely. Um, and by the, by the way, BJ, I've met him many times. He is a very good, decent man. There is no doubt about he it. He is. He is. And I respect him, and I'll be kind to, to him. I think um, he had a an opportunity after the election to stand by Trump. He was nowhere to be found. I think when came the January 6th, the day of the certification of the election, he had a constitutional uh, obligation to uphold uh, uh, the Constitution. And it was well within his purview to say I wasn't going to certify this because of all of what he perceived to be um, election irregularity. But he didn't do that. And for him to point the finger at Donald Trump saying Donald Trump claims he's bigger than the Constitution. To me, that's a little hypocritical. But I do wish him well, and I think the debate will be enriched by what he has to say. Uh, But his performance, I think, will speak a little bit louder than that. As for our friend from New Jersey, he is a big, tough talker. But when it comes down to action, the numbers don't lie. Six percent approval rating, almost zero percent. Uh, in terms of running for the presidency. He's not going anywhere. He has no plan. He simply wants to get his name out there so he can go back to his bosses, in my humble opinion, at ABC. Yep, at ABC Network, right? ABC Network News, yep. And parlay this into a big-time speaking situation, maybe a, a TV host. He's an operator. 
Mike Pence is he he's a different different animal entirely. I I do wish him well. I've uh, I'll always have respect for him, but I I don't buy his, his 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 he he was with he was with Donald Trump for four years. Any you're telling me up until the election, it took him that long to figure out that Donald Trump was the man he claims he, he that that Mike Pence claims he is to be. He could have resigned from that presidency at any point, and he took it all the way up the certification. And it was unfortunate the way things happened on uh, uh, at that uh, certificate on January 6th. But <clears throat> his anger is misdirected. It really should be directed at the speaker who refused to uh, make certain that the, the troops were there, the federal troops, the 20, uh, 25,000 troops thereabouts that she could have used to make certain that the uh, – uh, the rally was was safe. She didn't do that. So and, it, and it, by the way, BJ, um, you bring up a great point because she has still yet to even be asked no. uh, to to testify. I mean, this is unbelievable. Like we absolutely need to hear from her, uh, Nancy Pelosi, because she is in charge of the Capitol. We have the former head of Capitol Hill Police who has come out in interviews, and he came out even in his book and basically said. Uh, that he was told basically, no, uh, we don't need extra security that day, that he had been in touch with Nancy Pelosi's office. You can bet nothing would have happened without her being overseeing it. It wouldn't have just been like somebody in the office random willy-nilly on something as important as this. And then there was another reference to it, same thing. Um, You're right. We never got to the bottom of that. I think we still need the full story. And I actually, quite frankly, think on January 6th, just from what we've heard even in the last few days, uh, we were talking with John Solomon not that long ago. And John Solomon uh, revealed that he has footage from January 6th where there was audio added, like to make it more dramatic uh, to show like when uh, people were in the hallways and that he also separately has basically Nancy Pelosi's daughter following her around on January 6th filming. So if you're in such a panic, why do you have a film crew following you down down the hall? That doesn't make any sense either, BJ. And then the other thing that there was a breach that apparently uh, there was a big mishap and misstep uh, in a big, big way and a big error by somebody in security there who accidentally they were supposed to lock the back door and instead they did something that opened the back door. And according to John Solomon, like 300 people poured in through the back door because it was wide open. I mean, BJ, do you think really quick we're ever going to get to the bottom? Do you think Nancy Pelosi will ever get to the answers from her? Nancy Pelosi, in my humble opinion, booby-trapped that rally, turned it into a riot. Uh, She did so, in my humble opinion, knowing that that would happen. That's why people like myself don't go out to protest, because it's it's booby-trapped to failure. You know, they're looking to lock up conservatives uh, and anyone in a protest situation. So uh, I believe she knew full well that uh, um, things would go south, and they did. And uh, yeah, and why do you have a film very crew? tragic? And you have a film crew. I I agree. By the way, BJ, one thousand percent. And you have a film crew following you around. Uh, that doesn't sound too panicked. I mean, believe me, if I'm panicking, I don't think I would be directing my daughter like where to stand or or move over here to a you know a family member. To, I mean, it just it, it it's there's something that still it just stinks. There is something we still don't know the full story, and I hope the American public gets the answers. That's the most important thing. We need to know the full story and the truth. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What do you think 
of Pence and Christie now in the race. And also, it looks like an indictment of President Trump. Another one is imminent. This one from the special counsel on classified documents. What happened to the investigation on Biden? Is anybody doing it? The Rita Cosby Show. Coming up in the next hour, we'll continue your conversation and your thoughts on Chris Christie and Mike Pence now getting into a very crowded GOP field for president. Also, by the way, what a wild scene. Uh, Basically, so much of the Northeast and other parts of the country today. I mean, this is amazing what happened with the bad air in New York City that reached hazardous levels at one point. Uh, how concerned are you? And were you surprised to hear this? And why is it happening now? What are your thoughts as to why we are having so many problems? Uh, if you looked outside today, it was downright scary. And people are saying this is the worst air quality we have had in New York since 1960. And there are also people out there that are saying uh, that were outside during 9-11 and saw like all the haze in the air, all the issues. They're saying this is so much worse. So we're going to talk about that. We are also going to talk about New York City putting in vending machines free crack pipes. What could go wrong there? Boy, what a mess that is. You already got a drug addict, and then he goes to a vending machine, and we're basically now facilitating his bad habit by supplying crack pipes and Narcan and a whole bunch more. Uh, To me, this just shows the degradation of New York City and America on so many levels, guys. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan on Line 8. Stan, your thoughts. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Uh, my friend? I wanted to talk about uh, the governor last night. Uh, I forgot. I keep forgetting his name. Governor Chris Christie? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, he's my favorite because he loves Edmonds. So uh, that's one of the reasons. Oh, Stan. You know, if he got to be president. Stan, you are so bad. No, if he got to be president, he would do a memorial. Uh, he'd build a memorial in Washington for Edmonds, and I'd I'd vote for him for that. Oh, I love Edmonds. And by the way, I like Edmonds too. I don't blame yeah, him, right? right? I don't well, blame here's him. Here's the point: he was absolutely one thousand percent right. He's not going to get away. He's not going to win anything. But he's he knows this guy better than anybody that calls up this show, and he knows it's about him. It always is about him. When he looks in the mirror, he doesn't see the Constitution. He sees him. When he looks in the mirror and the who are you talking about, Trump? Trump, absolutely. Stan, you can't, you can't tell me that what's happening to Trump. I mean, believe me, they are, they are so out to get him. They are so out to get him, on the other hand. And, I, and like you said, it will certainly get interesting with Christie. It'll get spicy. And then with Pence there, Pence knows you know, Trump too well. It's definitely going to be fun. you got to get the popcorn out because the GOP primary is going to be one for the record books. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
looks like a scene out of a movie. The air is so thick. The air quality is hitting a horrible level. You can smell it. You can taste it. Uh, I think all of us have had itchy eyes. And especially if you were in New York City today, but in many parts of the country, North Carolina had bad air quality. Again, also Detroit. Uh, planes were at a ground stop in LaGuardia and Newark at one point. I mean, this is insane. And you could barely almost see the car in front of you at one point. And Mayor Eric Adams says it could also be really bad tomorrow as well. All of this coming from the fires in Canada. And this is what the mayor said, Mayor Eric Adams, just a few hours ago about just how bad it has gotten in New York. This is an unbelievable moment. At 5 p.m., the air quality index hit 484 on the levels of health concern that is clearly alarming for New Yorkers. This is the highest level index of our knowledge since the 60s. 484. That is deep into the hazardous level. That is an unbelievable amount, and it just shows how dangerous. It's these particles that are in the air that they believe are coming from close to over 100 fires that are taking place in Canada. What did you see? What do you blame it on, by the way? Uh, Do you believe it is all just fires? And why is it happening now? Uh, It is just such a weird phenomena and a scary phenomena. And by the way, if you are elderly or have health problems, you got to stay inside uh, or at least put on one of those KN95 masks, those very strong ones uh, that many of us were wearing, of course, during COVID. Here is Dr. Mark Siegel talking about this earlier today, giving everybody advice. As of last night, the emergency rooms were not filling up, but they're starting to see an increased volume today. Some of this is panic and fear, and some of it is asthma and pulmonary pulmonary problems. The air is terrible. The air is mostly particulate matter that we're worrying about, very small particles, very small particles. They get into the lungs. And if you have asthma, it's an issue. I tell most people to stay indoors, especially if they have underlying conditions, can also provoke heart disease. By the way, Masks help, but only if it's a KN95 or an N95. That's what's designed, as as a great businessman like uh, John Casamitidis knows, they didn't design these things for these freaking viruses. They designed them for this particulate matter that's in the air. Isn't that wild? And that's why they were designed. And we are seeing this enormous amount of particulates in the air. And again, Uh, Also, the governor of New York urging people to stay inside, check on people. Uh, Did you get a chance to go outside? It almost seemed like a scene from the apocalypse. I felt like I was in a movie scene. It was just this wild scene later uh, tonight. Uh, You could see the sky, by the way. The sun was like this bright, bright orange. And you can see even reporters doing live shots that had like an orange screen in front of it. It is just a wild and scary situation. And the health commissioner is saying that conditions are worsening and that we have to be careful and it might be around for the next few days millions of people around the country affected by this and what a bizarre wild phenomenon of course we're going to keep you posted on anything we hear on this but everybody try to stay safe and especially make sure that you are super careful when you're going outside if you have to go outside 
at all. Meantime, we are also talking about politics because things are getting uh, almost a movie scene there. Uh, We basically have about a dozen people now in the race, and it is going to be basically a repeat, I think, of 2016 in many ways. And I think President Trump is going to try to topple them out if he can, as many as possible early on, especially those that are coming close to him. And already two people very close to him have just thrown their name in the ring, Mike Pence and Chris Christie. And here is Mike Pence kind of trying to thread that needle because he knows he wants to be a part of the great things of the Trump administration, the great economy, the secure borders, uh, no new wars. There's a lot of things that they can tout. And he was right there. He was one of the few guys that was in the room when all these major, major decisions took place. But then on the other hand, he also is trying to differentiate himself and saying, you know what, there's different qualities. And, and listen, you know, if you look at the history of Pence, of course, uh, governor of Indiana, longtime congressman, um, well-known, of course, uh, for many years, also was a radio host, by the way. Many people don't even realize that. Um, and so this is a guy with a lot of accomplishments and has a staunch evangelical base. Very supportive uh, of him. The Christian community absolutely loves him. But will they vote for him over a President Trump? I still think it's a leap. But you never know. It's still far out. Anything can happen with the race. But here he is trying to thread the needle, basically talking about January 6th and issues that happened that day, still kind of praising Trump because he doesn't want to alienate the MAGA voters, but also trying to differentiate himself. Take a listen. I'll always be grateful for what President Trump did for this country. I've often prayed for him over the past few years, and I prayed for him again today. I had hoped he would come around and see that he had been misled about my role that day. But that was not to be. So let me say, I stand before you today as a candidate for president to say to the Republican Party, the Republican Party must be the party of the Constitution of the United States. So he's starting to take the swipes, but he is still a lot more subtle than Chris Christie, who threw his name in the ring yesterday. Take a listen to what Chris Christie said just a few hours ago when he was on with my buddy Brett Baer on Fox News. He went for it with Trump. I believe Mike Pence is committed to the rule of law, and I think he proved it on January 6th. I think Nikki Haley is committed to the rule of law. I think Doug Burgum is committed to the rule you of law. You don't so think the Hutchinson. former president is committed to the rule of law? No, Donald Trump is not committed to the rule of law, and he proved that. Just to be clear, you don't think he's committed to the rule of law at all? No. No, Brett, I don't. And look, you know, the minute he's being investigated by the Department of Justice now for what he's done with the classified documents, we're going to see what they're going to do. But he's already calling them Marxist and fascist. Well, you know, maybe there's a reason to got to go after the prosecutors, Chris Christie, because it looks like they are about to indict President Trump. And I don't think any reasonable person out there is going to go, well, boy, it seems really fair that they keep going after President Trump and then they keep giving anybody with the last name Biden a pass. I mean, it just does not smell right, guys. And yet Chris Christie somehow seems to think Uh, Maybe all these things against Trump are appropriate, Uh, although he has in the past talked about the weaponization against Trump. So he's kind of trying to have it both ways. 
And all of that will certainly shake out, especially when it comes to debates. one 800 848 Let's go to Jacqueline, line five. Jacqueline, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Rita. Well, BJ already said a lot of what I wanted to with regard to Mike Pence. Uh, the only thing I'll add to that is that, uh, in my opinion, his political career is over. You know, maybe he's got a chance in Indiana, but as far as anything grander than that, I don't think he has a snowball's chance in hell. Um, and everything that BJ said was everything that I wanted to say with regard to the Constitution. He did not uphold the Constitution and his role uh, where he could have. Uh, as far as Chris Christie is concerned, I don't even think he will do as well as the former Mayor Bloomberg did where he would win even Guam. So he's simply just going to embarrass himself. And he he posed the question, well, why did President Trump appoint me and give me all these offers and this and that and the other thing? Why? That was before he knew what a POS he was and what a Benjamin uh, a Benedict Arnold he is and what a turncoat he is. He's simply going to be embarrassed. So that's as far so you as think, I you think it's a, you think it's a short term fix that he's in there, obviously, Jacqueline. Well, I, the same like BJ said and the same thing that you said, he's just looking for more money from ABC. Like I said last night, he's this uh, political spokesperson because basically he can't do anything else. He's a has been and he's over with. He's inconsequential. He's insignificant. And he's trying to just get his name out there again. Um, and, and, and by the way, I think as, I think he sees his role, Jacqueline, by the way, as trying to at least take out Trump in some sphere, because I feel like uh, he maybe feels like even if he doesn't win, but he can somehow dent him or he can and somehow topple him. Uh, I don't see either of them really happening. Um, but because I think Trump, you know, just, you know, he'll just kind of keep on coming, keep on coming, as we have seen. Um, but I think maybe he feels like even if he does one of those things, uh, then his mission is accomplished, whether he gets to it or not. Um, but not going to happen. Yeah. No. And by the way, I, I think I think it's highly unlikely, too. I'm with you. I, yeah. I'm with you. I think I think uh, and I think these you know prosecutions, especially this other one that's coming. I think, you know, sadly, I think it on, I think it only helps Trump. And I think it just becomes more and more transparent when I say sadly how how political it is. I mean, I, I bring up. Have you heard? Have you heard one word, Jacqueline, about the investigation that's going on with Biden and the special counsel? I've heard zero. I mean, I mean, I don't even know what that special counsel is doing. Is is he sitting around and having popcorn? Meanwhile, the other guy is like full throttle, or you know, guns blazing uh, investigation of Trump. I mean, and yet, if you look at the history of the documents with. You know, uh, Biden at the Penn Biden Center and all these people who had no access to classified documents were there. Documents going back to when he was a senator. We're talking decades. And they have not said a word. To me, this is a travesty of American justice. Your thoughts, Jacqueline? Well, well, it certainly is. Everything you said, mega dittos to every single word you just uttered. And as far as uh, the double standard, you know, 70 million of us are still standing behind President Trump. And if I can add one thing with regard to Canada, since you mentioned about all of the pollution from the wildfires, since Canada put out a notice to their people to uh, boycott uh, visiting the United States, I think we should, in, in good faith, turn around and charge Canada for the pollution that they have uh, infiltrated our country with.
and see how they like that. Send them a bill. Ah, very interesting. Although, uh, listen, we're not going to send Canada a bill. We're not even sending uh, Wuhan a bill for the COVID virus. You know, I mean, do you think this yeah. president's going to have a, uh, the cojones to say anything to Canada? He's buddies with Trudeau. You know, Mike? once again, you're absolutely right, Rita. Once again, absolutely right. Jacqueline, thank you. You're terrific. Have a great night. And everybody will continue your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So... Mike Pence, who does have a lot of experience in political life, can he somehow take on his former boss, President Trump? But he also has to get through DeSantis, too. There is such a wide margin in the polls. And some of the latest ones have Pence in single digits. And basically, the others are leaps and bounds. And of course, we know in some of the latest polls, Trump is anywhere from 30 to 40 percentage points above DeSantis. So there's still a long way, not only to get to number two, let alone number one. But Mike Pence certainly has an interesting dance because he wants to talk positive about Trump. And he also can, by the way, talk about some of his accomplishments as a vice president, certainly a lot more than the current one we have. Take a listen. This is Kennedy on Fox News. Of course, the conservative host. Take a listen to what she had to say to sell Trumpism without Trump, without alienating those those voters. It's a really tough thing to do, but I actually have faith in Mike Pence because not only is he from the great state of Indiana, uh, from southern Indiana, woo, the real part of the state. <laughs> That's absolutely right. But also, he knows the former president very, very well. He served alongside him, and you know, Kamala Harris was tasked with healing the border as the border czarina. She's done a horrible job. Mike Pence, he was tasked with helping come up with vaccines and Operation War There's quite a difference. I mean, Kamala Harris was in charge of the border. Is there anybody out there who actually thinks that she's been a success? At least Pence can say, yeah, look, I was in charge of Operation Warp Speed. Um, I also did a lot with the president in terms of the economy and so many different things. And this is what Dr. Mark Siegel of Fox News had to say of Pence and also the way he handled Operation Warp Speed. He gives him a thumbs up was the calming hand with the coronavirus task force when the vaccines mm-hmm. were rolled out and that history will show that operation warp speed was a huge success and history will also show that the open border under president biden and kamala harris has been far from a success it has been a disaster so where do you see the race shaping out and do you think they're wondering hey maybe if this other indictment has some damage to trump it opens the door Or do you think it's all about name recognition and thinking that maybe there's just no way that they can win? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jeff on line six. Jeff, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Yeah, they're going to use anything they can to throw at Donald Trump. They're going to throw any rock in the pond because when you throw a rock in a pond, it makes a ripple. And that's all they care about is the ripple effect. They don't care about consequences, accountability. That's not what they want. They want to sh- they, they want to smear this man more and more and more. Now, what it is is we don't like being labeled mega. It's nice to say that, 
but we're American people that just want to hear the truth for once. And everyone ropes us along. By the way, bravo, like another- bravo, bravo. You're right. Because, you know, it's interesting how, how Biden has stigmatized. It's like, oh, the, you know, they're a threat to democracy. And, yeah, what people who love America and appreciate America are a threat to democracy. I mean, it, it, it's insane. Exactly. Yes, Rita. And, you know, that's all we want. We just want it. So it's like someone drinks the Kool-Aid every other week. So let, let him run. And, you know, Trump says what he wants. And you're not supposed to love the boss. You want a guy you respect that does the job correctly and gets it done. And you can sleep good at night. That's what we want. Yeah, 1,000%. You, know, you want to make sure you're safe. You want to yeah. make sure. Yep, that is the key. And- I'd love to caddy for him, but, you know, that's – but still, yeah. You know, I love to be his caddy, but yeah, RJ, J, RJ's his caddy. Yeah, you look at you. But that's anyway. right. That's right. That's right. And you know what? I'm all for Jeff, despite, you know, where I think some people have very uh, slim to none chances. You never know what happens in politics. And I also always applaud people for coming forward. I always think uh, more voices, the better. I think when you get to a debate sp- stage, more diversity in terms of thought, different opinions. It certainly spruces it up, different personalities. Uh, I mean, it's certainly a far different person. Talk about the personalities between a Christie and a Pence. I mean, Christie's sort of the attack dog. Pence sort of is trying to be the more sort of measured, calmer person. Some people say too calm. Um, but I think different personalities makes it interesting. I mean, remember on the Democratic side, Marion Williamson, who's in the race again, sure made it interesting. And RFK Jr. sure is making it interesting. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a beautiful story coming from Roseburg, Oregon, where Marjorie Marge Cook, who was 22 years old when the attack on Pearl Harbor drew the United States into World War II, well, two years later, she became the first female in Allegan County, Michigan, to enlist in the military. And this makes Marge Cook, who recently celebrated her 104th birthday there in Roseburg, Oregon, though, is one of the few living women eligible to wear the Women's Army Corps Service Medal. It was donated by a former Marine, and uh, apparently he wanted to make sure that she was recognized for her incredible service. By the way, Marge Cook served in the Women's Army Corps for three years as an executive secretary for a military post commander. She was denied overseas service twice, and she went on to dedicate the rest of her life to service later as a school teacher. Now, by the way, some have said that the history of this particular medal, uh, this came back through the President Roosevelt, who approved the creation of the Women's Army Corps. That happened in 1943. But he also approved that medal that they presented that day just a few days ago in her home of Roseburg, Oregon. And how amazing that March Cook celebrated her 104th birthday. She said uh, the secret to life is basically keep doing what you love. She said I could sit down and I could put my feet up, but I don't want to do that. I want to always keep going. Sounds like a good motto for life. Uh, Bravo to her and, of course, everybody there of the greatest generation of which she certainly was a part. And how beautiful 
that she was recognized just a few days ago. Well, we are talking in a moment about vending machines in New York. I can't believe it. Vending machines put in free crack pipes and also Narcan for those who overdose on fentanyl. Boy, are we in a sad state of affairs that we have to have vending machines that have those items in. And guess what? They were there for just about 24 hours, and the crack pipes sold out. They were such a hot seller. So I can't wait to get your thoughts on that. To me, it is shameful. And I also think it is downright incentivizing bad behavior and drug addiction. We're trying to get people off drug addiction And this is luring them back in, I think, exponentially. What are your thoughts, everybody, on that? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. By the way, also, everybody talking about this horrible air quality. You can see it outside. You can smell it outside. Much of the northern part, the northeastern part, especially of America. And we are talking about millions and millions of people are affected. You can feel it in your eyes. Your nose are running. Uh, everything is just downright. Your eyes are itchy. It is really, really tough outside, and you can feel it. And the mayor is saying it may get a lot worse tomorrow, and we're getting these sort of emergency alerts. Also, the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, had this statement to say just a little bit ago. New York City and Syracuse were among the worst places on the entire planet yesterday. And normally our air quality index is around 50 in New York State over the last 24 hours, and we just got these numbers in. The index hit, my numbers this morning were 200. We have updated information, is now 400. The index hit 400 in parts of our state. That's an 800% increase. So the DEC has been issuing air quality health advisories in nearly every region. Uh, The air quality index is unhealthy in New York City metropolitan area, central New York, and eastern Lake Ontario. How scary is this? Why are we experiencing it? They're saying it is from the 100-plus firefighters, uh, fires that are taking place in Canada, and the wind's blowing it down. Uh, But there surely have had to be other fires. And by the way, this is the beginning. Uh, This hasn't even started the fire season yet. So this is an unusual time to have problems like this. And is this what's going to happen now every time that there's some major fires in Canada? Basically, uh, the northeastern part of America is going to feel like it's in an apocalypse. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sherilyn in Ontario. Sherilyn, you got to give us an update. What the heck is going on there? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Actually, Rita, there's over 440 fires. 230 of them are out of control right now. Wow. And and how bad is the air quality there? Because in New York, it is really bad. How about where you are? Yeah, we're pretty bad. Toronto was worse than we are. We're in Selwyn, and Toronto was really bad. Um, Ottawa, I guess, where the the where Trudeau lives was super bad because they're in a valley, so the the smoke's just sitting down in there. But a doctor was on our radio today, and he said that what is dangerous with the particles with with this um, smoke is it could cause blood clots Um, because it's not only going into the lungs, it's going into the blood. And he said it can cause a whole lot of health problems. 
so they are advising everybody to stay in here. They played baseball with the Blue Jays, but they kept the dome shut because it's got a big dome they can shut over that field. By the way, the Yankees game got canceled tonight uh, because they were planning. That's a huge deal that they canceled the Yankees. Well, yeah. yeah, everything you know. outside's pretty well been canceled up here. Kids are staying in school, and um, yeah, it, it's bad. And tomorrow's supposed to be really the worst here too. Tomorrow. Um, but like you said, our fire season is July and August. So this is just starting, and then next month and the month after is when we usually have the worst fires. So what, are we going to get? Are we going to get like Sherilyn um, there mm-hmm. in Ontario? Are we going to get um, more of this? Is this like just the beginning? And and why is it happening now? Is it like? like highly unusual this amount of fires because this oh, yeah. is stunning oh, yeah. and this early and they're blaming it on number one lightning and they're also blaming it on people not putting down their campfires good enough like they said a lot of people they go they do camping and they don't shut down their fires good enough so they're because everything's so dry so they're blaming it on that plus we had a lot of uh, thunderstorms and the lightning when it's dry it just does and they also said that uh you know, they want people to, to quit uh, doing their fires when they go camping right now. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not good, that's for sure. Wow. Well, listen, you stay safe. I can't imagine what it's like up there. It is really scary here. I mean, it's visible. You can smell it in the air. Uh, you can taste it. In the United States. And, you know, we have a lot of great, wonderful American firefighters up here helping. That's right. By the way, I understand. I think it's like 400, uh, at least, uh, even from, like, I think, New York area, a number of, like, EMS people have gone up. States, firefighters from Australia, from New Zealand. Wow. Firefighters came from Africa. Wow. Well, they've got firefighters from everywhere up here because there's fires almost in every state. It's like Alberta, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec. I mean, they're just, they're everywhere. Well, I'm glad you're getting some help up there. You desperately need it. And Sherilyn, call us back. Uh, like in the next day or so, and give us an update. Give me a call tomorrow night. Let me know what it's looking like tomorrow, if you could. Um, okay. We are so curious uh, to see what's happening, and our thoughts and prayers yeah, are with you. Yeah, I love your show, and, and if I lived in the States, I'd be voting for Trump, too. Uh, Sherilyn, like great to have you here. Thank you very <laughs> much. You're terrific, and you stay safe up there, okay? Okay, bye-bye. Thank you very, very much. Well, one of the other things we are talking about, of course, is the crack pipes. Uh, but I see Norm on the line. I got to go to Norm first. Let's go to Norm on line eight. Go ahead, Norm. Yeah, cough, cough. Um, yeah, concerning this haze, uh, I vary between what the weather experts say, that this is a phenomena caused by the mismanagement and poor forest control of the lazy socialist governments of Quebec and Ontario, versus my own mistrust post-COVID that this was an insidious sabotage of some kind based on New World Order theory that speaks of a sun-blocking event to keep us inside. Ah, so, wait, so Norm, you think this is some sort of, you're not, you're not convinced it's the fires that we just heard from Cheryl no, in Ontario. I'm not, no, I'm not convinced, and, and, that's, and she's a very nice caller, typical of the trusting uh, Canadians who believe everything that Justin Trudeau says. And anyway, um, I, I, China could be involved. I don't know. Um, look, it's going to it's going to literally blow over and uh, this is going to go away. This is an unusual event. And if it happens all summer, then I'm especially going to be uh, skeptical. By the way, what, if it happens uh, all summer, uh, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like cry every night if that happens, and yeah, I will well, be skeptical. I'm gonna move if that happens. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm 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 on I'm on the next flight to Europe. Yeah, so. I'm telling you, Norm. Between taxes and between this crazy weather and between crime, you're like, oh, you know, what else could happen to like New York? I mean, it is such a mess. Norm, thank you very. Very much. And what else is happening to New York is now they have put in vending machines. Have you heard this? They have set up actual drug-themed vending machines that have Narcan, uh, which is to fight if you have an overdose, uh, also lip balm, free crack pipes, and a whole bunch more. And guess what? What a surprise. The crack pipes were so popular that they were out of stock within hours these are free. This is really scary stuff. And only in New York, who in their right mind would think putting a vending machine and saying it's free, come on in, you can take these items, that that doesn't entice people to do drugs more? How is that helping someone who is an addict by making these items very available and very approachable? What about also people who aren't even on drugs? They go, oh, some young kid, oh, look at that crack pipe. I mean, this is the definition of irresponsibility, I think. What are your thoughts? A vending machine with free crack pipes and also Narcan and everything else. And they're about to also put in, by the way, syringes. They're about to put needles in there, too. Are you kidding me? You're going to put in where people who are underage can get access to it, and you're going to be able to give them needles? Are This, this to me is so insane and just promotes more crime. Here is Tammy Bruce, who was on Fox News earlier today. This is what she had to say. This is beyond assisted suicide. It's an abandonment of their constituents. This is they would rather assist you to become a zombie with its you can use meth in that pipe, the crack, whatever you want to do. And it normalizes that behavior. It says, okay, we're going to help you along. Yeah, we're going to help you along. And then she also talks about how easy it is to get items out of this vending machine. Wait till you hear this. The next thing is, by the way, they're saying, we think maybe syringes for the other machines. Syringes. And you only need a zip code. This is not paying. You put in a zip code. You push the number you want like you're getting a Twix. And then it comes down. That's why overnight it was emptied. Imagine you can be 12 15, you go up there, punch in there, you get you get a syringe. Uh, it is madness. It is total madness. And here is Emily Campagno, one of the hosts on Outnumbered on Fox. And she basically said this does not help the root of the issue. You are not helping addicts. It's treating the symptom, not the problem. Yep. It's an exploitative use of taxpayer funds. It won't work because they'll be robbed within two seconds and smashed and stolen. And what about the massive deployment of our funds through EMS and the like that have equipped Narcan everywhere else? And why, oh, why are we not treating the source of the drugs through law and order or stymieing the flow across the border? Why do I have to pay a millionth time for something that will not be treated or finished or completed? fixed in any way by this harebrained idea. And I only think it perpetuates and it adds to the degradation of not just New York, but really cities across this country. Other places have tried this, by the way. Uh, San Francisco, how's that working out there? 
go to the Tenderloin District, and I think you'd go no, no, and no. What about Los Angeles? I mean, why don't we just have a waiters come by and serve them on a platter and say, here's a, here's a crack pipe. Oh, hey, uh, here's a syringe for you. Here's some heroin for you. Anything else I can help you with? I mean, this, to me, just adds to the deterioration of what were once great cities and now are filled with crime and, you know, drugs everywhere. I mean, if you look at New York today, the only good thing about the uh, haze today was I didn't smell the marijuana as much. That's the only good thing. I was smelling burning, but it wasn't burning marijuana. It was the fires. You know, it's horrible what's going on, but I, at least I got a break from the marijuana smell for one moment. I'm telling you, everywhere you go, it is so, so bad and so pervasive. And now we're going to have vending machines and say, hey, what else can we do for you? And you just heard from Tammy Bruce. All you have to do is put your zip code in and then it pops out. So if you're a teenager or younger and you know how to operate the machine, you're suddenly going to get access to these items. I mean, that is just completely degrading and it is completely irresponsible. Is there anybody out here who thinks it is a good idea? I feel bad for people that have drug addictions. It is a very tough thing to kick, but this is not the way to do it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what could be more degrading to what's going on already in New York with drugs and crime and everything else than now a vending machine that is full of crack pipes and Narcan and other things and the crack pipes that are free courtesy of taxpayers Guess what? They were such a big hit that they were out of stock within a matter of hours. And they're looking to fill them. Don't worry, everybody. They're going to hurry up and fill them. And all you have to do is basically put in your zip code. They're not even checking on age, according to a number of people. And they basically pull it out. Uh, what could go wrong with this? A lot, obviously. one 800 848 Two. Let's go to Joe on line six. Joe, your thoughts about this. This is amazing. Rita, my love, I echo, I echo your brilliant thoughts. It is absolute insanity. It is approving. It is authorizing. It is condoning. And it is encouraging drug abuse and addiction. Um, I, this American Marine and this American Marine Mambo, we help out at the relief bus, which is on 28th Street on Wednesdays and Fridays on 14th Street West Side. And they you have to take them the five-minute course to be given a Narcan package, and they have to show ID. This is giving drug paraphernalia to anyone, including 13-year-olds or below. How about vending machines with a healthy meal, a pre-made meal and a pre-made organic beverage for American veterans, and all they have to do is show their federal ID card 
in the machine and homeless families. Well, and, and, and by the way, Joe, your point about money going towards much better causes is a fair point. Uh, because you're right. We are spending so much money. They're estimating that each of these machines costs, they said, around $11,000. And guess who's paying for it? Taxpayers. Uh, I mean, it is it is just astounding that this is happening. Uh, Joe, I totally agree. And believe me, you know how much I love our veterans. Uh, for sure, uh, this to me is just the epitome. And it's such a slap in the face. Uh, the money should be used so much better ways helping our homeless veterans uh, and helping American citizens. And listen, maybe for counseling for these people to help them break the habit as opposed to saying, here, let me help uh, facilitate it. Somehow, that doesn't seem like this is the way to fix it. Uh, this is just nuts. Uh, let's go to Deborah. Uh, line five. Deborah, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. How are you? Good, but I'm stunned that this machine is there. I mean, this to me is just, it, it's, it is, I use, it's, it's like La La Land. It's like alternate universe. Here, let me help facilitate your drug habit. Well, you know, I was, I was talking to the screener and I took a, a, a youth group up to uh, Vancouver about 20 years ago. And in Vancouver, they basically corner off like maybe a so many block area and all the drug addicts have to stay there. And that's where they put the soup kitchens and they put the hostels and they do all that, you know, even like the little clinics. And the, and the drug addicts have to stay in that zone. If they leave the zone, they get arrested and they go to jail. But as long as they stay in the zone, we watch people do drugs on the street. I went to get my son a piece of pizza. We walked into some girl. She was shooting up in, in a phone booth. The needle was hanging out of her arm. You know, you walk down the street and the crack addicts are like looking in the cracks of the sidewalk for little nuggets that somebody dropped from the night before. We had to leave my father in the van because they said if you if you don't leave somebody in the vehicle, they will look in the vehicle and they will take anything. They'll rip radios out of the dashboards. They will take tires off the van. Now, it, but now it, Deborah, we, is this all happening in that area or is it happening somewhere like near that area? No, right in that in that area. In, wow, in so Vancouver, it's like a free-for-all. Like yeah, it's like a so-many-block area, and it's basically known that you can do whatever you want in that area. But the minute you leave that zone, if they find you, you'll be picked up and you'll go to jail. Wow. But when you're in the zone, when you're in the zone, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's a free-for-all. You know the My problem is, Deborah. you know the problem is in, in New York City, and I know uh, you're a New Yorker I see there, but in yep. New York City, there are so many of them. It's like, like yep. I can't even imagine if they if they made an area, it would have to be almost the size of Manhattan because it's like almost every single person. So many people are high. So many of them are using drugs, and now they're about to make it worse. And how sad uh, that any place has to have sort of like a sectioned area. And like you just said, it's a free for all. Um, this is really scary times. I feel like we are in Looney Kazooieville, guys. Uh, Deborah, thank you, everybody. Everybody have a great night. Stay inside and also wear your mask if you go outside. We'll talk tomorrow night. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.